Do you believe in magic? Whether you believe or are a skeptic makes no difference. You'll be enchanted by Madame Pamita as she hosts Magic and the Law of Attraction. Episode 40. everyone, I'm your host, Madam Pamita, and you're listening once again to Magic and the Law of Attraction, the podcast where you'll learn how to transform your life in magical ways to make it the very best that it can be. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 40 of Magic and the Law of Attraction. Today, we are going to be talking about creating a pyramid spell working with pyramids and our magic. Shapes and symbols are really powerful tools in our magic. And today we're gonna be talking about the shape of the pyramid and the symbol of the pyramid and how we can use it in our spell work. So before we get into that topic, I've just got a couple of announcements. The first announcement I have is the December slash January, I'm calling it December slash January because the workshop is at the end of December and the spell service is at the beginning of January. The December slash January, Capricorn New Moon Success Pyramid Spell just dropped today, December 12th, and will be available until December 18th. Now, this spell is perfect for success, wealth, business, authority, commitments, and it's really designed to build your success in what area of whatever area of life that you choose. A pyramid master candle is part of the spell, the big central master candle of the spell. And it's a pyramid candle is great for when you want to build something long-lasting that gets stronger over time. And so with a pyramid candle spell, you're going to see improvements grow, getting steadily better and better. So it's important to look with gratitude on those small gains that indicate that you're step-by-step making your way up to your very best outcomes. This pyramid candle spell kit can be used for building long-lasting career success, growing a business, gaining a deeper commitment in a relationship, building a successful empire, increasing your health and your vigor, building success around a project, maybe gaining increased confidence in yourself or creating long-lasting prosperity. Or perhaps you want to have a solid lifelong love in your life. It can be used for that. You could be using it for inviting luck that gets better and better or building excess success that keeps on growing. You could also use it for inviting protection that gets stronger over time. Anything where you want to build something and have it get better and better, stronger and stronger. Now, we work around the new moon because the new moon is a really powerful portal of magic and transformation. And each new moon coincides astrologically to the sun. So this coming new moon at the end of December, beginning of January, is the Capricorn new moon, which is what this stuff is all about. And it's a really potent timing for this amazing, exceptional work. So this ancient magic is really meant to bring in powerful and positive changes into your life. And there are a few ways that you can participate. You have a choice of three options. You could get a new moon spell kit, which means you're going to do it yourself. You're going to get everything that you need, including the instructions. And you can do it yourself at home around the time of the new moon. You could get a new moon spell kit and workshop where you get that beautiful deluxe spell kit sent to you. 
And you also get the Zoom workshop where you and I get together and we all together in a group have our cameras on, have access to our microphones, and we get together and we do that spell and I explain every detail of it to you. I answer all your questions about it. It's really, really fun. That also gives you access to our new moon and full moon group where you can post your pictures of your spell, share, ask questions in between our new moon and full moon work. So that's a great perk about that workshop. And you get lifetime access the first time you do it. You get the access forever. We also have the new moon spell service where I do the spell work for you on my altar. Now there's only 13 spaces for that. So just make sure that if you want to do that, you get in early on that so that it doesn't sell out and you don't get disappointed. So the orders for these will, are open now. They just opened today and they'll be open until the 18th and they'll close at midnight on the 18th. You're going to get, I just want to give you a little sort of sneak peek. You're going to get a beautiful beeswax, yellow beeswax pyramid candle. You're going to get four thick beeswax tapers, five packets of herbs, five oils, gold glass glitter, a gemstone pyramid. This is a new thing. We didn't have this last year. A beautiful pyramid made out of a gemstone. It's got a variety of gemstones, jasper, amethyst, all kinds of gemstones in there. But you're going to have a little pyramid that you can keep after your spell is done and keep that energy going. You also get a really adorable, amazing, elegant brass nail. Not just a nail like you nail on a wall. It's a really elegant nail, like a real old-fashioned looking nail. It's gorgeous. I'll be posting pictures of this on Instagram this week, so you'll have to see that. It's really beautiful. Plus, you'll get complete instructions for how to do the spell if you're going to do it at home or you're going to do it with me. Either way, you get the instructions as well. If you want to be a part of this, all you have to do is go to newmoonspells.com and you can sign up and you can join and be part of it, either doing it at home, doing it with me, or having me do it for you. So I hope you'll be a part of this beautiful Capricorn New Moon Success Pyramid Candle Spell. All right, so let's jump into today's topic and talk about the power of pyramids. That's why we're talking about it, because this beautiful pyramid candle spell is on, is available. So I wanted to talk about pyramids with you. So first, when we want to talk about pyramids, we want to first talk about the most famous pyramids in the world, the pyramids, pyramids of Giza. Pyramids of Giza, of course, are amazing and phenomenally magical. I mean, so magical. It's one of my, on my bucket list of places to go as I do want to one day go see the pyramids of Egypt. And I will, I'll make it there one day. Those pyramids were built between 2600 BCE and 2500 BCE. So they were built 4,600 or 4,500 years ago, so long ago, so old, so unbelievably magical that they're still with us. In fact, they are the only one of the ancient seven wonders of the world that are still around today. So if you think about those amazing wonders of the world that existed in ancient times, these are the only ones that are still with us. The Giza Pyramid Complex has three big pyramids, the Great Pyramid of Giza, the Pyramid of Khafre, and the Pyramid of Menkare. They're, they have around them, though, many different out, you know, archaeological sites and things like that associated with the pyramid complexes. The Sphinx, for example, is right there next to the pyramids. There's also cemeteries and even remains of the workers' villages, the people who made those amazing pyramids. The Great Pyramids stand 147 meters tall, or if we translate that into feet, it's 482 feet tall. That's like a 48-story building. You can imagine 
48-story building is pretty tall. But if you imagine it in ancient times, to have something that tall was amazing. They think that the pyramids took about 20 years to build, which seems really fast to me. When you think about, you know, things like cathedrals took hundreds of years sometimes, the pyramids only took 20 years to build, and they built this amazing monument, 482 feet tall. And for 3,800 years, it wasn't until the kind of mid-late Middle Ages that we had any structure that was taller than the pyramids. For 3,800 years, they were the tallest human-made structure in the world. What an incredible feat. It's amazing. To make those pyramids took 2.5 million blocks. 2.5 million blocks. And those blocks each weigh two and a half tons. Some of those stones that make up the pyramid, they're made from actually different stones. Some of them were limestone that was quarried near the site, but they also have granite stones as part of the pyramids that came from over 500 miles away. Now, the Great Pyramid, the Pyramid of Khufu is the Great Pyramid, sits alongside the pyramids of Menkari and Khafre, and together they form a perfectly perfect alignment with the constellation Orion. So there was some astrological, astronomical part of this beautiful structure and connecting to the skies and the stars. Not only that, if you were in my holiday magic class, we talked about the beautiful structures, like these beautiful structures made by the Egyptians, that were aligned with the solar calendar. And the pyramids are no exception. I'm going to get to that in a second. Now, the pyramids were once covered in highly polished limestone blocks. They were known as casing stones. So that's what we call them, you know, these casing stones that were kind of very smooth, very polished, and very white. That white limestone was so highly polished that it would reflect the sun's light. And the Egyptians called the pyramids Ikat, which meant glorious light. The Great Pyramids are actually a sundial. The shadow of the pyramid can tell the hour by falling on marks made in the stone, and people were able to also mark the equinoxes with the shadow of the pyramid. So they were really amazingly advanced. Not only that, there's still a mystery. There's so many mysteries around the Giza pyramids. We still don't know for sure how they were constructed. There's lots of theories, there's lots of ideas, but we're still discovering that because there was no record of how they were constructed. The Big Dipper and the Little Dipper were used to align the pyramids in the north and south direction. So they are aligned to the four directions, north, south, east, and west, with each corner facing a direction. Most of the, most people, most I'd say most archaeologists and most people, common people, will believe that the pyramids were tombs for the pharaohs. And it could very well be that that's what they are. But there are some other theories about the meaning of the pyramids and what they were used for. Some people believe that the pyramids were so advanced. If you look at, you know, the pyramids leading up to the Great Pyramids, they looked very different. And then all of a sudden there was this explosion of technology. And some people think that it may have been extraterrestrials that visited and taught humans how to make these or even assisted in the making of these. Another theory is that the pyramids are Atlantean technology that was brought over from Atlantis, and so it was new technology to the people of Egypt. Those are two possible theories, you know, spiritual theories. Not very well supported, but, you know, 
the mystery is still there, so anything is possible. Some people also think that the pyramids were not tombs at all, but were giant energy conductors. They were essentially a giant battery. That's another theory floating around that they weren't meant to be a tomb at all. And still others think that the pyramids were used for storing grain. And there's also some other ideas that maybe that Noah's Ark wasn't a boat, but it was a pyramid and all kinds of things like that. And these are all because we really don't know the true story of the pyramids. We really don't know everything about them. And they are a beautiful mystery. Now, the pyramids of Giza, of course, are not the only pyramids in the world. There are, in Egypt alone, there are hundreds of pyramids, but there are pyramids all over the world. We have the Chavan Temple Complex in Peru. We have the Pyramids of the Sun in the Moon in Teotihuacan, Mexico. There are Nubian pyramids in Sudan. There's the Great Pyramid of Cholula in Puebla, Mexico. There's the Ziggurat of Ur in Iran, in modern-day Iran. Um, there are Mayan temples of Tikal in Guatemala. And there's the Pyramid of Cestius in Rome. And these are just a few examples of the pyramids we find all over the world, all from different eras, that are so powerful and so magical. Now, what's the magic of a pyramid? Oh my gosh, there's so much magic in a pyramid. Really, I think about, when I think of pyramids, I'm old enough, you youngins might not remember, but I remember in the 70s, there was a thing called pyramid power. It was a huge trend in the 70s, but it actually, pyramid power started in the 1930s in France. There was a man who was a French dowser. So a dowser is someone who finds water using dowsing techniques, dowsing rods or maybe, you know, sticks and so on. And they find water and dig wells, right? Or they find objects using dowsing. So dowsing is basically, you know, figuring out energy using a tool that is sensitive to energy. It could be a pendulum, could be dowsing rods and so on. So this French dowser came up with a theory that the shape of the pyramid actually had an effect on the things inside the pyramid and helped preserve the mummies that were found inside. Therefore, his conclusion was that anything placed under a pyramid that was oriented toward north, south, east, and west would create an electromagnetic field and current that would preserve what was under the pyramid. This information got processed and translated, and in the 1960s, it was translated into English, and pyramid power began. In the 1970s, it exploded. It was everywhere. It was pop culture. And people in the 70s were doing experiments at home where they would take a plant, for example, and they'd put one plant underneath a little metal pyramid structure, um, you know, just a, a frame of a pyramid, not a covering because they want the light to get to the plant, of course. And they'd have one plant underneath the pyramid frame and another plant that wasn't under a pyramid frame. And they would see the difference in the growth and the response of the plants. Or they might take a piece of fruit and put a piece of cut fruit under one and cut fruit under the pyramid, another piece of cut fruit not under the pyramid and see if there was a difference in the freshness of the fruit. Did the one under the pyramid last longer, stay fresher longer? This is the theory of pyramid power. There was another theory that you could put your razor blades under a pyramid and they wouldn't get dull. Another one is that in the 70s, that you, if you meditated under a pyramid that was oriented toward north, south, east, and west, it would help open up that meditation and really open you up to 
the information that's out there. So these are all amazing experiments that you can actually do at home. You can get a pyramid structure or make a pyramid structure and try this experiment. Take two pieces of fruit from the same fruit, put one piece of cut fruit under the pyramid and one piece not under the pyramid and see if you see a difference. Or put one plant under the pyramid and one not under the pyramid and see if you see a difference. You can make a pyramid out of straws. You can make a pyramid out of cardboard. You could make it out of matchsticks. You could make it out of long chopsticks. I mean, there's lots of things that you can make a pyramid out of and make that frame shape and do that. Well, I have a funny story. One time I did a an event, this is years and years ago, for a place called Cinematech. I think it was called Cinematech. I think it was called, I don't remember what it was called. Anyway, <laughs> I did this movie. They were showing an old 70s movie and they had a pyramid in the back where I was doing readings underneath this giant pyramid frame. And it was so fun. I was on a little, you know, rug and I was sitting on pillows and I was under this pyramid doing readings and it was such a blast. So try your pyramid power, see how it goes and do that. Now in a minute, I'm going to tell you how to bring the magic of pyramid into your spell work. But before this episode is over, you might have questions about working with the pyramids in your practice. So I want to tell you about a way that you can meet with me for free and ask me your questions about spells, law of attraction, spirituality, witchcraft, Slavic folk magic, spirits, divination, anything mystical and magical. You can join me on Sundays for the live podcast recording and for the extra bonus content, a live Q&A after the podcast. It's free to join. All you have to do is be a member of the Spell Squad like the folks that are with me right now are. And to do that, all you have to do is sign up at spellsquad.com. It takes place every Sunday, except for the first Sunday of the month when I have a paid workshop. And it takes place at 5 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Mountain, 7 p.m. Central, and 8 p.m. Eastern. If you'd like to see past episodes, you can check them out on my YouTube channel, which is youtube.com slash madampamita, or you can listen to the podcast by going to magicandthelawofattraction.com finding it on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, or your favorite podcatcher. So go ahead over to spellsquad.com and sign up today so you can join the Spell Squad and get a ton of free goodies and join me with a cup of tea, a coffee, a cocktail, a water, and download some deep spiritual knowledge. It's always fun in the clubhouse and I would love to see you there. So let's talk about how we use pyramids in our spells. The main symbolism of the pyramid is strength and longevity. There, you think about the pyramids. They have been around forever. Thousands of years they have lasted. Thousands of years they are still impressive. No matter you know what new technology comes about, seeing the pyramids is still an awe-inspiring moment, right? And so you want to build an empire. You want to build something strong and long-lasting. And you want something that's going to last the years of time, then what you want to do is a pyramid spell. Now, you want to bring that energy of the pyramid into your spell. And there's lots of ways that we're going to talk about doing that. There is a significance about the pyramid. First of all, pyramids have four sides. And each of those sides is a triangle that has three points. So we bring in some numerology of three for the triangles and four for the square at the base, right? What are we bringing into our spell? With three, we are bringing in the trinity, trinities of all kinds, union of the divine plus human, 
pretty amazing. Think about that. We also bring in with the number three, expression, creativity, optimism, enthusiasm. I mean, all those things are great to have in your spell as an addition to your spell, right? With the number four, we bring in practicality, order, patience, logic, hard work, loyalty, building something, and responsibility. So we have this magical combination of three and four, expression, creativity, connection to the divine, and the practicality and the stability of the number four. That symbolism of the pyramid shape is four triangles pointing up on that square base, right? So triangles and squares also have significance symbolically. Triangles represent past, present, future, body, mind, and spirit. They can be about summoning spirits or connecting to spirit energy. They can also be about direction and movement. So they have a dynamic quality about them. That point up triangle means forceful movement, expressive power, strong foundations and building up, ascension to higher levels, hierarchy, being higher up on the ladder, being successful, and of course, spiritual expansion. The square that's at the base of the pyramid represents structure, reliability, order, authority, longevity. It can also represent the four elements. can represent home, like the four walls of your house. Protection can be comfort, stability, It can be about having boundaries and definition. So all of those things come into your spell work when you work with the shape of a pyramid. So the first thing that comes to mind, of course, since we've been talking about pyramid candle spells, is the pyramid candle. When we work with a pyramid candle, we're really bringing in focus and we are building something strong and long-lasting. So that strong and long-lasting thing can be about love, success, abundance, power, really anything positive that you want to bring in your life and you want it to last the test of time. Now, with a pyramid candle, you can add oils and herbs and choose a candle in a color that will also empower your intention. We have beautiful beeswax candles at the Parlor of Wonders, and of course, we have a beeswax pyramid candle waiting just for you in a color that will support your intention. Now, there's another way that you can work with candles, which is pyramid shape gemstones or pyramid-shaped crystals. We have a set of pyramid-shaped crystals called the Chakra Gemstone Pyramid Set that you can use in your magic. Now, gemstones have another quality that really supports our magic because what are gems? Gems are ancient. They have been around thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of years to create that beautiful gem for you. So these, you are working with something very ancient and very old that has lasted the test of time. Different gemstones are attuned to different energies. So this beautiful set of seven gemstones has different stones that you can work with. Now you can work with these if you work with the chakra system, you can work with these on your chakras and do it that way. That is one way to work with it. You know, hold it on your chakra or, you know, place it on your body or hold it in your hands near the chakra or whatever. That's one way you can work with them. But you can also work with those individual seven stones for their individual powers. So in the set, 
There is a red jasper stone, which is for safety, stability, and groundedness. Perfect for root chakra work, of course. We also have a carnelian, which is for abundance, well-being, pleasure, and sensuality. And that, of course, corresponds to the sacral chakra. We have a calcite, which a yellow calcite, which is aligned with the solar plus solar plexus chakra and is about self-worth, self-confidence, and self-esteem. We have a beautiful jade uh, pyramid that is for the heart chakra, and you can work with that for love, joy, inner peace. Then there's a soda light for your third eye chakra, which is for, oh, did I say missed one? Lapis lazuli for your throat chakra. I'm like, something missing there. Lapis lazuli, which is for communication, self-expression, and truth. And that corresponds to the throat chakra. We have sodalite for the third eye chakra, which is for intuition, imagination, psychic abilities, wisdom. And that is for the third eye chakra. And then finally, we have an amethyst for the crown chakra. And that's for inner and outer beauty and spiritual connection, divine connection. So those are a great way to work with them. You can work with them with the chakra system, or you can work with them just for those, you know, intentions of prosperity or confidence or communication or whatever. It's a beautiful way to work. There's another thing that we have at the Parlor of Wonders, which is a pyramid pendulum, which is a crystal point pendulum at the bottom with a pyramid on top. And that pyramid focuses the energy and brings all of that beauty and power and electromagnetic power to your pendulum work. So it's a beautiful um, pendulum to work with. It's not the only way you can work with a pendulum. You could make a pendulum out of modeling beeswax, or you could create a pendulum out of, I mean, you could create a pyramid out of modeling beeswax or create a pyramid out of cardboard, straw, string, metal, whatever you can work with, magically wood, chopsticks, like I said, and align it to the four directions and place it over things that you wish to charge up for your magic. So that's another way of working with the pyramids. So there you have it. Beautiful ways to bring pyramid power into your magic and to have some fun and experiment and see what you can come up with by working with pyramids in your own practice. So that's it about, that's about it for this episode of Magic and the Law of Attraction. And if you would like to get even more info about magic and spells, then check out the Learn page over at Parlor of Wonders, where you'll find a ton of free resources, including workshops, my blog, how-to guides, how-to videos, past podcast episodes, and the way to join me live over Zoom for the Magic Q&A Tea Party slash podcast recording every Sunday at 5 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Mountain, 7 p.m. Central, and 8 p.m. Eastern. Just go to parlorofwonders.com and click on the Learn tab to see all the goodies there. I want to say a huge thank you to all the amazing Spell Squad members out there who have subscribed to and shared this podcast with your friends. And big, big love to the fabulous, amazing folks who have left reviews on iTunes. Those reviews really, really help get the word out to the wider world about the podcast. And I appreciate you taking the time to do them. I want to say thank you to Jill Navarre for production and engineering. I want to say thank you to Manfred Hofer for announcing, and I want to say thank you to you for joining me, whether you join me live or you're listening on the podcast. I'm looking forward to next week when we will be learning why herbs are used in magic. So until next time, this is Madame Pamita saying, keep making your life the most magical adventure ever.